Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we are created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. I have to share something, though. A few weeks ago, People thought I changed the identity statement when instead of saying commanded to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, I said commanded to live beyond the limits of our experiences. Folk were blowing me up. Pastor, did we change the purpose? Did we change the identity statement? No, I made a mistake. I was caught up in the moment. So just a mistake. We are true to our identity statement. We have not changed it. But again, we are called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. Those are the words that galvanize us. Those are our core values here at FCBC. And I'm grateful that you all join us and partner with us in the work that we do that is shaped by our core values. I want to look at a passage of scripture today that I think and believe in my heart will be helpful for all of us in this season. I want to remind you that on Tuesdays, instead of our TNT, every Tuesday in the month of July, we have the Tuesday night takeover. Yes, Tuesday night takeover. I had to get that right. Tuesday night takeover, and we'll be airing episodes of The Journey uh, with Pastor Mike instead of having our normal TNT. We've had two so far. Hope you join us this Tuesday at 7 p.m. for the Tuesday night takeover, The Journey with Pastor Mike. I want to turn your attention to the book of 1 Samuel. I have been reflecting about the sermons over the past four months since this pandemic really took full force in our country, in our city in particular. And I realized something that I had not spoken about my favorite character. Well, one of my favorite characters in scripture, and that is David, who went from being a shepherd to a king. Um, And so today I wanna look at a passage that I think will help us in these times found in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I just wanna read one verse uh, from the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel. And that is verse 40. Here's how it reads. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in his shepherd's bag in the pouch. His sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you. We honor you in this season. We're grateful, O God, that in the midst of it all, you continue to show yourself mighty, show yourself strong in our lives. We thank you, God, for your sustaining power, the kind of power, God, that has helped us maintain a sense of well-being and meaning in this challenging season. Now, God, we lift up those before you who On today is a difficult day. It may be even a hard day. 
because of the circumstances and the events that are surrounding us. Maybe there are some today, oh God. For some reason today, this Sunday, is particularly difficult. We lift them up before you, oh God, that you would send a peace that surpasses all understanding and a sense of calm to meet the chaos, a sense of love to meet the angst that may exist. God, do it like only you can. We love you, Lord. We honor you, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I want to draw your attention again to 1 Samuel 17, verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in his shepherd's bag in the pouch. His sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. I want to read that last line. And he drew near to the Philistine. I'll say it one more time. And he drew near to the Philistine. I want today to speak from the subject, faithing forward. Faithing forward. I, I pray that today these words in some way will prove to be helpful in this season. David's story is an amazing one. And I'm often taken aback when I read his narrative afresh and new. There's so many layers that are beneficial for all of us along our own journeys. There's so many nuances in David's story that cause us to be reassured and also reaffirmed and also empowered, especially in difficult times. His story is one that could really be the story of so many maybe even you, the story of someone who begins from these humble and meager beginnings, but in the midst of that humble and meager beginning, God had something special for him. He would be the second king of Israel. He went from, as you know, being a shepherd to being king, but, but the defining moment in David's life was his battle with Goliath. His battle with the Philistine giant was the moment that really catapulted him into the future that God had desired for him, had shaped for him, that he was anointed for. It was that scene, David fighting Goliath. And over the years, so many people have used and borrowed those images. They have borrowed those images of David fighting Goliath. So many times we hear people refer to this is a David and Goliath scenario, meaning that when someone seems overwhelmed and unprepared or ill-equipped to face a giant obstacle, references to David and Goliath are often made. But I wanna look at something today, give a little context of the story, but I wanna look at that one line, and he drew near to the Philistine. In other words, the Philistine was Goliath. And verse 40 says that David drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine was the mountain that had to be overcome. And he drew near to the Philistine. The, the giant was 
the challenge that was in front of him in the moment. And he drew near to the Philistine. The story says that Israel was encamped, preparing to do battle with the Philistines. But the Philistines developed a strategy that they believed would get them the victory. They sent their greatest warrior, their mightiest warrior, Goliath, to go and fight the greatest warrior from Israel. Goliath goes down to the valley because Israel was encamped on one mountainside. The Philistines were encamped on another mountainside. And Goliath goes down to the valley, the valley of Elah. And there he hurls taunts to Israel and Israel's army. He says, am I not a Philistine and you are Israelites? Send someone down here to fight with me. And then Goliath taunts them even deeper and more intensely. He says, here's the deal. If you send someone down here to fight with me and they defeat me, then we will be your servants. But if I defeat who you said, then you will be our servants daily. Goliath would go down to the valley and pose this same challenge, utter these same tauntings. And every time Goliath went down to the valley seeking an opponent, Israel would send no one. But Israel was terrified at the giant Goliath. So one day, David is under direction from his father, Jesse. He was anointed at this point. He was anointed at this point, and yet he was still attending to the sheep and obeying the directives of his father. And his father wanted him to take some food for his brothers, his three older brothers, uh, Iliad, Abinadab, and Shammah were part of the Israelite army, and they were at the front lines of the battle near the Valley of Eli. And so Jesse asked his, his son, uh, David, to go down and take food, cheese, bread, for David and the commanders, or rather for his brothers and the commanders of the army. So David did what his dad asked. And when David arrived on the scene at the battlefield, or at least where the battle was supposed to take place, he was amazed at what he saw. He saw the army of Israel, the army of the living God, the army of God Almighty, Adonai, fearful, afraid, to face the giant. He heard Goliath's taunt. He heard Goliath's challenge to Israel. And David could not understand how the army of God, the Israelite army, could be so terrified, so afraid in this moment. And David is thrown aback. It said that the things that his father had sent him with to give to his brothers, he left those things behind and went closer to where the fighting was. And when he got closer, he could hear the taunts and the challenge of a Goliath even more. And he was still amazed at how the people of God, the army of God, Israelites and the army of the Israelites were terrified by one giant. It wasn't the whole army of the Philistines that were in the valley. It was one giant. Yes, he was a giant. And yes, he was intimidating with his, his helmet and his spear and his sword and his shield. He was an intimidating, imposing sight. But he was one man, one giant. And the entire army of Israel was terrified. 
David heard the men say that the person who would defeat giant, the, the giant Goliath, that the king would give that person their daughter, his daughter in marriage. And, and I'm convinced that that was not what motivated David. David was appalled. He was appalled that, in his words, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to challenge the army of God? When David made reference to the uncircumcised Philistine, it was something that would have struck a nerve with the Israelites because for the Israelites, circumcision was a sign and a seal of the relationship they had with God, the significant relationship Israel had with God. And that, that relationship was sealed with the act of circumcision. It was an identifying marker that they belonged to God, that they were God's people, that God would walk with them and talk with them and guide them. It was that sign. And so when David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would dare challenge Israel's army, Israel, the people? He was saying, who is this man who doesn't have the connection we have, who doesn't have the relationship we have, who doesn't know what we know about the sustaining and enduring power of God? Who is he that he would challenge us? It wasn't so much a reference about Goliath as much as it was David's belief and who his people were, and how they were, and who they were in relationship with. And David says, who is this man? He would dare challenge us. Scripture says that David made it clear that he would go down and see about what was going on. His brothers, Eliab, Abinadab, Shammah, are angry with him. They are filled with hate towards their brother because in their mind, he's coming now possibly to show off. They know he's anointed by God for something great, but now maybe this is the moment he's trying to take center stage. They're, they're, they're jealous of him. They're angry at him. But the truth is their jealousy and their anger was based on their own fear. You see, David was willing to move forward when they were only willing to shrink back. David was willing to press forward and face this challenge instead of shrinking back in fear. He would not allow fear to shape his attitude. He would not allow fear to shape his disposition. Oh my God, I, I hope you can grasp this moment. How many of us in this season, in the midst of these challenging and difficult times, have allowed our fear to shape our attitudes, allowed our fear to shape our disposition? Instead of leading with faith, we have led with fear, some of us. We've been so afraid, so overtaken by the moment that fear has been orchestrating our footsteps. Fear has been directing our movements. Fear has been galvanizing our energy that could be used to strengthen us. But instead, fear has used our energy against us to deplete us. Fear, fear. How many of us, I ask again, in your honest moments, can say that in this season, fear at times has gotten a stranglehold on your spirit. So afraid to go outside, so afraid to be around people, and justifiably so. The pandemic is real. This is no hoax. COVID-19 is real. The lives that have been lost is real. The people who've been in hospitals, that is all real. So it is justified to be fearful on some levels, but don't let fear be the entirety of your disposition. Let fear be like a, a, a visitor who comes by but doesn't stay long. 
Let fear be that thing that shows up but doesn't find a resting place in your spirit. Don't let fear inhabit your own personal sanctuary. Don't let fear take a residency in your house. His brothers were angry at him, but they were angry at him because he was not afraid. Understand that when you don't operate in fear, when so many other people are shaped by fear, there'll be people who look at you strangely, even through the lens of anger, angst, bitterness, hatred, because your courage is intimidating. Your strength becomes intimidating to those who would rather shrink back in fear. When you start to faith forward, to move forward in your strength and in your courage, the fearful around you and among you will look at you with disdaining eyes, not because you've done anything wrong, but because your courage reminds them of how much fear has been holding them captive. David, in spite of his brother's anger and hatred, still fades forward. When he gets to King Saul, and, and Saul hears that David is willing to fight Goliath, Saul looks at David and makes the assumption that this young man is completely over his head. He's outmatched. He's ill-equipped. He's unprepared. And Saul has pity. And this is not the heart of the sermon today, but Saul has pity on him and says, listen, I'll let you go fight, but, but, but take my, my equipment, take my armor, take my sword. And David puts on the armor of Saul and he finds he cannot move because the armor is too heavy and I won't stay there long. But he takes on Saul's armor and he and, and he, he discovers that Saul's armor is too heavy for him because what belonged to Saul was not meant for him. And he could not move effectively because it was weighing him down. I'll say it again. He could not move effectively because using Saul's stuff was weighing him down. I'm going to say it again. Using Saul's armor was weighing him down. It was meant for Saul. It was not meant for him. David did not come to fight Goliath with armor. He was ready to fight Goliath without armor. But watch this. Saul doubts that David can do it. And the doubting king gives the young boy armor that apparently isn't working for him. And so he looks at David not with disdain, but with doubt. He doubts that this young Man can actually be up for the task. And so he tries to give him his armor that wasn't enough to make him go fight the giant. And he goes down and gives it to him. And David recognizes that he cannot move. He cannot go forward. He cannot move forward to the challenge wearing borrowed equipment. And David shakes it off and he gets rid of the equipment. He realizes that he must move forward. And hear this. He has had to contend with hatred from his brothers and a doubting king. Hate and doubt are seeking to hinder his progress. Hate and doubt are seeking to stifle his movements. And David tells Saul, listen, when I was taking care of my daddy's sheep, and I love this part, family, I've shared this text so many times, but I love this part. He says, when I was tending to my father's sheep, there were times when bears and lions would come and try to kill the sheep. And I would wrestle the sheep from the hand of the bear and the hand of the lion. And then he says, and the same God that delivered me from 
the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion is the same God that will give me the victory in this season. So the text says, he took his pouch, he gathered five smooth stones, he got his slingshot, and he drew near to the Philistine. He drew near to the Philistine. He drew near to the Philistine. I've often wondered, I wish I, in that very moment, could have had a conversation with David. What was going on in your mind? What gave you such courage and confidence and boldness and audacity in the face of what seemed like a giant that could not be defeated, in the face of a mountain that could not be moved, in the face of opposition and obstacle? What gave you so much confidence and courage. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I hope you hear this today. In the face of his giant, in the face of his obstacle, he was able to faith forward in courage and confidence. Why? Because his faith was not based on rhetoric or ideas. David's faith was based on experience he had with God. He had experiences where God had delivered him, where God had kept him, where God had sustained him. And he used those experiences to shape his current attitude. I hope you catch that. He used his past experiences to shape his current disposition. He did not let fear grab him. He did not let doubt undermine him. He used his past experiences to shape his current courage, audacity, boldness, confidence. What? are you doing with your experiences you've had with God? Those experiences where you knew that it was nobody but God who kept you. Those experiences where you knew it was nobody but God who sustained you, helped you survive, come through that sickness, come through that illness, come through the termination, come through family fracturing. It was nobody but God. Use that experience to fortify yourself in this season right now. COVID is your Goliath. This pandemic is your giant. Use your experiences to faith forward and face and draw near. Do not retreat. Do not run, but draw near. David was not intimidated by the challenge. I came across something I had to write down from Roger Crawford. He said this, being challenged is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. Oh, being challenged in life is inevitable. Inevitable. At every stage along our journey, we will find challenges. You cannot skirt around it. You cannot avoid it. It may not be the COVID. It may be challenges you face in your personal life, at work, at home. But, but facing challenges in life is inevitable. But defeat is optional. Defeat is optional. And when you have a reservoir of experiences with God, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You can get a little damage and a little wound and a little bruise, but you will still have the victory. And defeat is optional. It's not just in the combat like David, because the battlefield in this season is your mind. 
Don't let your mind be defeated. Don't let your soul be defeated. Don't let your spirit be defeated. Face the challenge in this season. And in this season, there are multiple challenges and a myriad of ways that we are being confronted. What will you do? How will you answer? Will you throw up your hands and surrender? Or will you faith forward and really boldly draw near to the challenges you face in this season? I think in many ways that becomes necessary. It's an old African proverb. I referred to it this week at Midweek Motivation. It says that smooth seas do not make a skillful sailor. Oh, I hope you heard that. Smooth seas don't make for a skillful sailor. That the skillful sailor is the one who has to navigate the storms and, and the rough, turbulent seas and waves. And that's where the skill comes from. In many ways, smooth seas don't make for a powerful human being. And somehow the challenges we face and the obstacles that come our way build us, grow us, strengthen us, develop us to help us see who we really are. But what is your responsibility? Faith forward. Faith forward. Draw near to the challenge. Don't run from it. Don't be afraid of it. And how can you do that? You have a reservoir of experiences where God has shown God's self mighty and shown God's self strong. But more than that, you've been tested in your life in such ways that you've seen your own strength, your own power, lean into that in this season. Because this season requires many things. It requires you to faith forward. And there will be setbacks along the way. There will be moments where you feel like you've lapsed. But can I give you another analogy I learned? The only way you can shoot an arrow is to pull it back. And when you pull it back and release, it launches into spaces that it could not inhabit just being still. Maybe the little setback, maybe the little challenge you're facing right now is the pullback for the launch, the launch of something powerful and something grand in your life. Maybe you are like that arrow pulled back to be launched forward. This is the season where your faith has to come to the forefront. And not the kind of faith that just quotes scriptures or sings songs, but the kind of faith that builds your character. The kind of faith that sustains you. And how do you get there? Tap in to the reservoir. David said, the same God who delivered me from the hand of the bear, the hand of the lion, is the same God that will give me the victory in this season. And guess what? David's same God is your same God. The same God who has kept you all these years. The same God who's been keeping you these four and a half months. The same God who has been with your family. The same God who kept you through all the adversity you faced. The same God will be with you in this season. So what ought you do? Faith forward. Let that be your battle cry. Let that be your grand announcement to the world. Today, I will faith forward. Faith forward. I will move forward. I will draw near 
to the things that may intimidate. I will draw near to the things that may be keeping me back. I will draw near to the spaces I've been afraid of because it's only in my drawing near and faithing forward that I might see an experience of victory I could not have expected or experienced sitting still. So beloved, faith forward. You just might find out the giants you thought were giants are not as intimidating as you thought. And those giants in our lives become more intimidating the more fearful we are, the more hesitant we are. Don't backstep away from your breakthrough. Don't move back to the places that God has delivered you from. Faith forward. And trust me, trust me, you'll discover a you that you would not have discovered. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you and we honor you today. Thank you, God, for this reminder today that in this season filled with so much uncertainty on so many different levels, we ought to faith forward, lean into life, draw near to the challenges, draw near to the mountains, draw near to the giants, draw near to the obstacles. And how do we do it, Lord? You know, the experiences we've already had with you are enough to cause us to move forward in this season. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for every mountain, for every trial you've seen us through. Thank you, God. And we will faith forward. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.